This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Hello, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we talk shop with guests from TV, film, and Broadway. Today's guest is an actress you know from Swagger, Sacred Lies, and the feature film Bottoms. Please welcome to the stage Zamani Wilder. Zamani, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, likewise, so um, I, first of all, I saw the the movie Bottoms finally a few weeks ago. I've been putting it off for such a long time, and was just cracking up the entire time. Uh, I, I mean, it's just a, such a fun and silly and just <laughs> over the top type of physical comedy. I feel like that's lacking in a lot of comedies these days, um, especially with younger casts and with female led movies. So, firstly, just congrats on such a fun watch. It was such a great movie. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> it, it, it was really fun filming it. It was a, a really good experience and it was a different experience for me, especially getting into, you know, stunts and being able to do the comedic time and a comedic acting all together. So it was really fun. Thank you yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, it's just such a fun watch, such a great experience. I'm curious with that particular experience, what did you walk away from that production having learned? You mentioned sort of stunts and working on comedic timing and things like that. Definitely stunts. Um, I've never really done much physical stunts in any of like the movies and TV shows that I've done. So I definitely learned some new things and I learned some like new ways of like basically how stunt doubles and other stunt people like walk away with doing all these different like crazy things and how it shows on the TV screen. So I walked away with that. And I also walked away knowing that there's so many other different comedy styles that I wasn't aware of or that I never, you know, like studied or anything like that. I'm I'm aware of improv. I've done improv, but meeting like Io and Rachel and even Marshawn Lynch, who's like the improv king. <laughs> I was just able to walk away with different types of like, you know, comedy styles that I I feel like I can take with myself and use on different new things that I do in the future. So those were two things that I was able to walk away from. And, you know, I'm curious, sort of going back, you talked a bit about training. So what was your background like initially? Did you have more of a knack for theater? Did you want to do film and television, comedy versus drama? What was the goal when you like first started? So I started as a pageant baby. So I was used to being on stage and doing yeah. the singing and the dancing and the whole like, you know, 16 bars and numbers. And then I end up getting into theater and I got into musical theater. I started in church. I did like the, you know, the regular church plays and stuff mm -hmm. that we did. And eventually 
I told my mom I wanted to try something different. You know, she would walk in on me talking to my dolls and she was like, I just need to put her in some type of class to figure out what she likes to do. And I ended up getting into musical theater. So I did theater for a while. I did it for about six, seven years. And while I was doing theater, I was able to take some on-camera classes. And when I took those classes, I was like, I want to do film. Cause I, I watched all these people. I watched, I was a Disney kid and I watched Nickelodeon and all these things. And I was like, I want to do that. So being able to learn on camera and realize that it's, it's really not different from theater. It's just a more calmed down version. And I think that was the difference that I had to figure out. But yeah, I started in musical theater and I did like off Broadway and all the whole shebang. And then I ended up getting into film. <laughs> and what have you noticed has changed the most about the industry since you first started, I feel like there's been such a shift in just the last five to 10 years with the rise of streaming and, and, and things like that limited series becoming so popular. So what have you noticed has changed the most? That was exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Definitely the technicality of it, especially in the audition process. Um, when mm -hmm. I first started, we would go into studios and audition. We'll be right in front of the cast and directors and the producers and the writers and sometimes the directors and audition and now you have the opportunity to you know tape an audition six times and pick the best one that could possibly get you that role so that's definitely one of the things that I felt like has changed over the five years and um I'm trying to think about what else um I would definitely say the understanding that I had for film I always felt like it was always, okay, I booked the job, go in, do what I got to do, and I leave and I let it go. But I realize what comes with it is memories, family, friends, like me and the Bottoms cast, we talk every day, we have a group chat, like we're all cool. So I started to honestly realize that this was my second life and this was something that I can take on with me because now I talk to some of my castmates from even Sacred Lives and we're working on things together and we're trying to build and, and make TV shows and things. So I feel like it comes with a lot of like, you know, memories, friendships, connections, networking, a lot of things that I didn't realize back then. I feel like with lots of experiences, you know, um, did you do lots of like short films when you were first coming up or did you sort of go right into TV? You did a lot of the shorts. Yeah, I did a lot of workshops and like, um, yeah. like camps and things and we did short films in them and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. I feel like those early experiences, um, you become and even even when you do theater you're rehearsing with these people for weeks if not months at a time and you become super close and then it ends and you're just like okay on to the next and i feel like it's important to sort of keep that camaraderie going with people and always keep in touch i feel like you know my biggest advice to young actors is sort of like building your village your little community of, of support and uh, i feel like lots of people sort of just okay show's over next one it's like well wait wait a minute because <laughs> yeah. you never know you could run into that person later on in life and both of you guys can have something that could help build each other or it's something that y'all can work on together that can become something that's inspiring to others so i do feel yeah. like it's good to keep those connections um so this is the part of the show that we call uh for this episode it's called dear zamani um so it's sort of uh, advice for young actors um who you know would like to be where you are working in films working on tv shows and things like that so um a lot of young actors especially um post college or post conservatory whatever route it is that they decided to go to they feel like they're sort of just thrust out into the world with a headshot a resume and a few theater credits and they don't really know what to do next so what would you say is important for a young actor who is fresh out of college to do to get that ball rolling in their career one thing that is big to me is training. 
I feel like a lot of us actors, we train for a period of time and then we're like, okay, well, I got the training that I needed. Let me just start auditioning. Let me start doing this. But you can never stop working on your craft. I feel like it's changed over time. And I feel like the more we train and the more we get into these workshops and we get into these classes, we can get ourselves in front of people. And I feel like even though you have the the resume or the platform or the headshot, you have to make a name for yourself. And I feel like one thing a lot of people aren't taught is building your brand. And when you do get the opportunity to get an agent or you do get the opportunity to get a manager, you're branding yourself. Like you're literally pitching yourself to that person. So I say working on your technique and working on yourself as a person because you're showcasing the best version of yourself you can to the world. And with that comes time, comes effort, comes, you know, skills, comes growing, building. And I feel like we learn new things about ourselves yearly. So I feel like one thing a lot of us actors do is we're so focused on the paper of it and, oh, I have this, I have that. But you have to have the mentality for it. You have to have the strength because it's not easy. <laughs> You're going to hear a hundred no's before you hear one yes. You have to have the determination and it's okay to get discouraged, but you got to pick yourself back up and keep going. So doing that, you work on your craft and you build stuff for yourself too. I mean, like look at Issa Rae. She yeah. wrote a series for herself and now she's like one of the, one of my idols and <laughs> one of the biggest stars in the world right now because she did what she needed to do and she didn't wait on somebody to give her a role. She made one for herself and she kept pushing. And then eventually she got roles and people yeah. came to her. So that's what I feel like. What mm. helped you guys? <laughs> and uh, are there any other facets of the industry that you're interested in tackling? Do you want to direct one day, write or produce anything like that? What's on the bucket list? Definitely want to write. I've actually been doing some writing. Um, I actually working on something right now but i definitely want to write and then i've also grown a love for teaching and mm. i feel like that is something that a lot of people figure out later on in life and i think others don't understand like you can have your career and you can help others build their career too and i am growing a love i love kids i used to be a counselor i used to like you know counsel at acting studios and i just i felt like being a teacher and like teaching people to to find their way and there's a lot of things that me and my mom had to figure out on our own and it's good if you have like a platform or a blueprint that somebody who's been through it for so mm -hmm. long because i've been doing it since i was a kid could help you with so definitely teaching definitely writing <laughs> mm -hmm. and you touched a bit before about like you know finding that first agent or that first manager uh, lots of young actors feel that they can't get the ball rolling until they have those reps. And you did mention sort of creating your own opportunities and staying in class. But what advice do you have for those actors who are looking for that first agent or manager to get them more uh, worthwhile auditions and things like that? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm big on workshops. I'm big on getting yourself in front of people. I'm big on networking. Mm -hmm you hear it a lot like networking is one of the biggest things you need in this industry because it's about who you know mm -hmm. and i was blessed enough to meet my agents through people that i knew or through workshops or they've seen some of my work and i've done some of these classes and things like that so i would definitely say get yourself in workshops get yourself in front of people like casting directors and agents that tell you what they're looking for or tell you what you know is popping right now in the industry. They definitely give you the inside scoop. So I say keep pushing. And nowadays with technology, you can self-promote yourself to some agents. They have mm -hmm. links and emails and things on their website. So I say keep working on your craft, 
get some footage, even if you got to film it with your friends on your iPhone, they just want to see your skills. They don't care if the lighting's good or if this, that, and the third. As long as they can see your skills, get some footage and, and just keep getting yourself in front of people and, and keep networking. Because you can have a friend who has an agency and they're looking for people and they can help you get to get your foot in that front door. And I'm curious, are there any skills that you feel aren't talked about enough or emphasized enough that would be especially helpful for you in your career or day-to-day -day life uh, or for any young actor who's who's starting out i feel like uh, you did touch on you know networking and things like that but mm -hmm. in terms of um the craft itself do you feel like there's anything that's glossed over maybe just not talked about enough uh yeah i do actually um we we always talk about technique like Stella Adler and Stanislavski and method acting. But I think one thing that I've had two acting coaches that mentioned this in classes and it probably changed my life, but um, people watching mm. as weird as it sounds. If you just sit down at a park and you watch people go by, you start to figure out and realize different ways people react in certain situations because the way you might act in a situation is not how this person acts in a situation. And when you people watch, you start to realize different mannerisms and things that you can use for yourself when you're creating this backstory for your character or when you're creating this personality for your character. So people watching is like magical to me because I honestly, I feel like people think acting, you're just acting like somebody you're not. And I don't think that's the case. For me, I would say acting is being yourself and reacting in certain situations that you may have not been in before, but if you really sat down and did your, you know, your work and you did your outline, you'll be like, okay, if I was in this situation, how would I react to this? That's different from everybody else. Or how would I react to this that mm -hmm. somebody else might be like, oh, that's understandable. Because Annie, <laughs> Annie and Bottoms, for instance, Annie's the like, you know, Catholic school girl, the goody two-shoes. I wasn't a goody two-shoes in high school, but there are certain situations where Annie reacted the exact way I would have reacted and it worked and people understood it and it played well because I put myself in those shoes of, okay, what if I really was living this lifestyle? And that's how it is. So I just feel like people watching is a really big thing to me. I feel like people should do it don't stare somebody down too long but <laughs> you know just understand try to understand that person and understand how they're reacting in certain situations that's it yeah i feel like people watching i mean in new york city especially there's all types of characters out here in the world. But, i mean <laughs> any any major city really but uh you know i feel like people watching really as you said does sort of teach you even just like small things like um quirks people have the way they walk and the way that they look around and, and just little things like that can add so much color to a character that we maybe wouldn't think of like, oh, how does character walk? Unless like, I feel like sometimes actors only think of that when it's like almost like when it's only 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 when it's scripted yeah. uh, that the character <laughs> has a funny walk. It's like, mm, what's a funny walk? It's like, okay, but how do, how do they walk in everyday life? Do they have a hunch? Do they have like a weird thing with their foot or, you know, whatever it is. Um, right. Just how someone carries himself is how they command a room and the presence that they carry is, is such a big part of sort of character building. And yeah, you're totally right. I feel like that it really is glossed over and people watching is a great way to do that. So yeah, totally agree. Thank you. Uh, this is a part of the show that we call the good, the bad and the ugly. So this is where we like to sort of, of course, respectfully air out some like dirty laundry in terms of like what you don't like about this business. And, and of course also focus on the good. Um, 
but but we always start with the good we start positive so what is your favorite part about the entertainment industry the memories and the the friends you make the connections you make i think i've met and i've got to work with some amazing people i've got to work with some legends i've got to work with people who just have really kind hearts and you get to learn people's stories and i think also being able to escape from reality for a while i feel like as human beings in general we deal with things and I think being on set is like a, a alternate universe to me because I get to just take a step away from what I'm going through at home and just focus on something I love and do something I love and not think about, you know, bills and, you know, the normal adult ghetto stuff that we have to do. <laughs> and for just a couple of hours, I get to just have fun. And mm -hmm. I think people that's very therapeutic to me. And I think it's very therapeutic to a lot of us out here. And the more I talk to actors and actresses and the more I work with them, I realize this is an escape for reality for everybody. And it's a good thing because you get to just breathe and enjoy your passion. And when you're really passionate about something, you can't do anything but have fun. And when it comes to things you don't like, I feel like lots of times the conversation is toward something about auditioning, about the casting process, um, things like that. So what is something about this industry that you just wish we would get rid of and do away with? It's so hard because you never really try to think about it. Right. <laughs> Which is good. That but that right, that's great. Um, but if I had to pick, I'm I'm with the auditioning process. I mm. feel like once you find somebody that you like, callbacks are good to make sure, but we don't have to do like six or seven callbacks. And like mm. I feel like with callbacks, if we do a second callback after you've auditioned the first time, let that callback be the chemistry read as well. If you find a group of like six people that you think all could look good together put us all in the room and let us do a chemistry read i feel mm. like i get so anxious waiting after i do like three callbacks and then i gotta wait a couple of weeks for a chemistry read and then you gotta yeah. wait again and you might get it you might not and that's one thing that i'm working on as well as like once you do audition let it go let it go somebody don't think about it but sometimes when it's a role that we love or it's a role that we're like i gave this my all i know i'm that character it gets a little, it, it messes with you a little bit. So mm -hmm. I feel like the the long length of the audition process can get very like, and it can make you really anxious. It can get you anxiety, yeah. kind of, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's crazy hearing the stories of certain actors who are like, yeah, this was like a six month process. And it's like, oh, like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you put it out of your mind when they keep calling you back for more and for more? I, I can't imagine how stressful that must be. I've been very fortunate that I've just booked off of tape. I send in the self tape and then they're like, oh, you got it. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. I don't have to right. go. I don't have to, you know, now it's like, okay, now you get to work. Now you get to, to mm -hmm. go in and create the character and, and, or flesh them out from what you did in the audition. But that process of multiple callbacks, I just can't imagine. It's just exhausting. Oh, exhausting. Um, I've had like, I've had two, I think swagger was a long process for me booking that one. I was fortunate as well with you booking Sacred Lies and Bottoms off of tape. Um, and then American Refugee, that was a process for me as well. But even with, like you said, even with Bottoms, like I auditioned for Annie and forgot. <laughs> and then like a month or two later, they were like, hey, you remember that movie you auditioned for? And I'm like, which one? <laughs> so it, it's, it's one of those, you know, you just, you try to just keep moving, keep pushing forward. But I do feel like, you know, a lot of us are very talented out there where, you know, we we don't need like six or seven mm. callbacks. Like you like us, 
<laughs> but you also like somebody else, and I understand that. So I feel like that's where yeah. chemistry needs to like really good to come into play. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 easy sometimes when you know like oh this is the best person that the, they fit the role the best, um, and then other times it's like ooh but they're both really good. So like you know you need that extra step. But yeah. Um, right. And, you know, what comes to mind as a misconception about the industry that you've realized over the years is completely untrue. I feel like we go in with so much baggage thinking like, oh, it's like this, this and this. When then mm -hmm. as you actually work, you realize, oh, that was all just kind of like a myth. So what comes to mind? That they recycle actors. I don't know if you, you know mm. what I meant by that, but basically we see a lot of the same actors or actresses over time and all these different things and people are like oh well they just keep bringing them in or using them because they're popular right now and they have all these fans and they can promote the movie and this that and the third but i think people don't realize that these actors put in hard work yeah. they put in hard work they put in time and they've been able to create the most likable version of this character that had the directors the producers and the writers like that's the person for it and i mm. feel like people are always like oh well she got this because her uncle's the director and stuff like that. And it's not like that. People really put in their time and they really put in their effort. Now it is good because it is about who you know sometimes and you might get that because of that situation. But a lot of these actors, people look down on them or they're like, they're not good actors. They're just calling them back because they have all these different fan bases and things. But these people are putting in their hard work and time and mm -hmm. they're, they're doing something different that made them stand out in the audition from anybody else and it's not just because of their name or their street cred or whatever you want to call it so yeah. i feel like that's a big misconception to me yeah i feel like people also forget this is a business the movie has to make money exactly <laughs> the studio has to make a profit otherwise right. you're gonna stop like you know uh, with a film like bottoms it, it was mm -hmm. successful critically and, and it had a great run theatrically and you know small indie films like that aren't made that much anymore so with the fact exactly. that it was given a chance um was fantastic you know and and to such great result as well as we said um and i feel like uh young actors especially or people who aren't even in the industry are the most opinionated <laughs> of course it's like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> um but you know indie film especially it's like they that's where they give them a chance because it's like a lower risk Right. And things like that it's like oh we can like oh we don't have to cast a star because this isn't a film that they're looking to make a hundred million dollars off of you know and and um but again people forget this is a business they have to make money especially when it's a big budget sort of project um especially like you know unless it's like a marvel character where it's like oh we can go with someone who's less known because the character is the draw or this hey. franchise is the draw. And I'm curious, is there a specific role that you've done that you would say you learned the most from? Is it Bottoms or is it another, was it maybe a series that you did multiple episodes um, of that you worked on longer? Can I do two? Of course. Okay, definitely I would say American Refugee with Blumhouse and Sacred Lives with Blumhouse. <laughs> I feel like those two characters had so much I want I just feel like they have they have so much like learning opportunities throughout the movie and the series. And mm -hmm. there was things with those characters that we talked about at the, you know, the table read. And we talked about with the director that I realized about myself that I was like, oh, this was self-evaluation for me. <laughs> so I would definitely say that, especially Sacred Lies. I was a lot younger when I filmed Sacred Lies. And um 
I was at that age where I was kind of just trying to figure myself out in my career and in real life. And I think with Rashida in particular, it was the same for her. It was almost like her life got taken away from her. So now she's stuck in this juvie where she has to deal with the fact of who am I? What's going to happen when I get out of here? And I think that was a eye-opening experience for me and a lesson for me. So I definitely say those roles touched me the most. Also, we're almost out of time. Um, so we just have one rapid fire round uh, that we call uh, It's Time for Life's Big Questions. So um, this one's very important. I feel like it's very telling of, of someone, depending on their answer. If you could have any superpower, which would you choose? <laughs> I was talking about this with my friend yesterday, actually. Um, I would want to read minds. Mm. I know that sounds terrible because it's like I'm literally invading somebody's privacy. But I think that I'm the type of person that I, if I can, and I got to work on that too. I like to plan everything out. If I can avoid <laughs> confrontation or if I can avoid mm. a situation getting somewhere just by reading somebody's mind, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that's the thing for me. I, I would love mm -hmm. to read mine. I know we're so. <laughs> um, how do you get your news? Say that again. I'm sorry. How do you get your news? Oh, like what's going on in the world? Yeah. Oh, this is sad. Social media, Instagram. <laughs> it's not sad at all. <laughs> yep, social media. <laughs> I'm on my phone like this. I'm working on it. I put the like the time like saver thing where it's like, okay, get off the phone for a little mm -hmm. while. But Definitely social media, definitely Instagram. I get majority of my news from Instagram. Mm. Uh, Self-tape or in-person audition? Self-tape. <laughs> Let me do it seven times and pick the best one. <laughs> because it's so, it's so nerve-wracking messing up in the room. Yeah. And I know you know that for sure. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, you walk out and you're like, oh, I should have did this. But if you think about that in the self-tape process, you're good. They don't know if you messed up or not. <laughs> Thankfully, they're not all like over Zoom or, you know, Echocast Live. It's like, nope, it's just send it in, record it. You exactly. you be the director. <laughs> right. Uh, this is an important one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Okay, I, I would say no a couple of years back, but I tried it again this year. I feel like the older you get, you start to open your taste buds to things. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. I wouldn't get it every time, but mm. it's not bad. Right. If so, it's there, you wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, exactly. Like I would eat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what movie never fails to make you laugh? Hmm. Big Mama's House. <laughs> Have you seen that? Movie? Good choice. Yeah. I watch that's reruns of that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so that's my movie. <laughs> In one word, what is your favorite part about acting? It's a hard question um inspiration i'll let you do with what you do with that word yeah. <laughs> but inspiration uh what is your go-to audition song mm, i've been on a megan astallion phase right now so her tina snow song has had me like i was listening mm. to that before i got ready for this so that's why I'm a little, you know, loose, but yeah, definitely Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, what is your favorite performance you've seen live? Ooh, um, I seen The Color Purple on Broadway. Ooh. It was Fox Theater. It was really the most good. recent. No, it was. I was. I think I was. I was a lot younger. I was maybe in middle school. Fantasia was. In oh it. yeah, are you excited for the movie? 
I'm, I'm so happy so, she's back in that role. That's what we're doing for Christmas. All of the girls, me and my mom, my sisters, we're going to watch that. And then my brothers, they're going to take yeah. the kids to go watch another movie so we can poke <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Um, what special skill on your resume would people be most surprised to learn about? Ooh, I know how to do karate. That didn't help oh, me too? for bottles. I do. That didn't help me from bottles though. I thought I was, I, I walked in the, the room when we were rehearsing and stuff for our stunts. And I was like, yeah, guys, I got this. I was so tired. We didn't even do <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But yeah, I do not know how to do karate. Yeah. I did that in school. <laughs> yeah. Plus all your characters are supposed to be bad at it at first. So it's like, you have to pretend to not know. It's like when right. <laughs> it's a, um, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie, the holdovers, but the young actor of that film, um, he played hockey in high school and there's this one scene where he has to like either he's ice skating in the movie and he has to like slip and fall and he said that was really hard he's like because i know how not to fall so right. <laughs> to learn to or to have to like you know pretend you're like slipping and falling was like really difficult for him um and uh one of our last questions so, uh, let's build your ultimate dream role so first tv film or theater tv and what's the genre um I want to do a romance. Who's your co-star? Oh, um, who's my co-star? Keith Powers. I don't know who Keith Powers is. Where's Keith Powers from? He's he's um he's done a lot of like BET and things like that. And okay. I you know what? Let me change that because I just did a movie with him, so that doesn't even count. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Um. Oh, this is hard. You guys are putting me in such a, a Kiki Palmer. I love her. Ooh, girl. love my girl. Yeah, and who's the antagonist in the story? Mm. You and Kiki versus who? <laughs> I've never seen her in this type of role. So Raven Simone. Ooh, that yeah. would be that That'd would. Be and her friends so that's crazy but yeah <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> yeah awesome well anyone listening let's make it happen uh <laughs> and in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor keep going mm. i feel like we get in these areas where we get discouraged and we feel like we want to give up and we feel like okay maybe this isn't for me because we see our other friends or our other like you know peers booking and doing these things but I say keep going like your time is there you're meant to be there for a reason the universe has a way of showing you and putting you in positions to show you that this is what you need to do and I think the most we can do for ourselves is stay positive and keep pushing and keep believing and keep working on ourselves and it's gonna happen I have to tell myself that a lot sometimes too there's been multiple times where I'm like okay maybe I should try something different in life and the universe pushes me in a direction to show me like, please don't mess up what I have going on. I plant this out for you. Just go along with it. Just trust. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. Like just keep pushing, keep going, keep, you yeah. know, trusting the process. That that's the main thing. Just trust the process and believing yourself and nobody else does. Awesome. Well, Zamani, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It's such a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, congrats on Bottoms, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. I, I usually just mentioned a few things that you have coming up, so excited to see I what's do. next. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Hwaniala. See you next time.